Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And this is our podcast all about us doing what we can do to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Alex Taylor, my good friend, how are you? Mr. Colin Parker, I am doing well. I've been keeping busy. How about you? I have also been keeping busy. Uh, tell me about your, your busyness. Tell me what you've been up to. Well, so I have been working on um, composing, working on just music in general, and I've also been working through some of the Linda courses I'd actually talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So still trying to get that sponsorship. So um, there's been this they one They reached particular- out, actually, by the way. Sorry, not to oh, cut they you did. off. Oh, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. what yeah, they, they say? They tweeted us and they were like, hey, you know, if you really want us to sponsor your thing, like, you know, send a message to this one place here and, you know, we'll talk. So I'll send it to, send it to Greg and then basically they're like, yeah, they're like, hey, have your people call our people. And I was like, you got it, Linda. And they're like, well, we don't have any people. So I guess it's not happening. So um, there's this one course. I'm actually also well, with Linda.com. Well, this is this is really going to sound like an advertisement. They have different like learning paths you can do. So it's like more focused on what you want to do. I'm working on the mixing engineer right now because I figured, well, why not? Mm-hmm. And there's this one course I'm working on called the audio mixing boot camp. And it's about maybe like eight or nine hours of just like straight information. And it's taken like I'm about halfway through it right now. And it's just taken. I'm I'm excited to like be able to look through it. But it's like I, I'm just I'll be so happy when I'm, when I'm finally done with it. <laughs> right. So. No, I understand that. I've also actually been working through some Linda.com uh, yeah. uh, path pathways. I've uh, this one that I'm working on right now is a uh, video editor is the video editor path. So I'm working through, I'm working through that one. I mean, I have, uh, basically a list of, I want to say probably 10 different paths that I'm going to try to go down on Mm -hmm. lynda.com. Um, just different things that I can use to sort of further either knowledge that I already have or a few things that I actually don't know that I want to know. Yeah. There have been some classes though, kind of like you said, where it's just hours of, information and really not so much of doing anything other than listening to these things and watching these things. And so I have also had to sort of break it up. Like there was one that I did where it was a four hour thing just about, you know, the history of video editing and all this other stuff. And don't get me wrong. It is important to know, but some of it I already learned in some of my courses in actual like university. And then also at the same time, you never go to any of these classes for four hours on end. So I had to break it down. Definitely. And a lot of, at least for me, a lot of this is trying to figure out like what I can use for like my own things. So like say with something where it's more like history, while that's like good to know, like maybe there's something, well, I guess it's like kind of prioritizing like what you actually put your attention into. Cause like I've been like with everything I've been watching, like I've been like taking notes and just summarizing just so I can have it for reference later. But then with something like that, like I don't, I guess like more of the history of it. I, at least for me, I don't really know if that'd be something. Cause there's been a little bit of that with like the audio mixing stuff, but well, like, that's the thing I, though, right? Cause it, it's, it's not so much that I necessarily wanted to take that particular one, yeah. but you know, if you finish all of the courses in one path, you get yeah. a, even a more specific certificate. Mm-hmm. So I had to listen or go through that class in order to finish this whole thing. Yeah, so that's the yeah. only reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, Linda really does have, I mean, again, I realize that this sounds like an ad, but uh, we really are just fans of this product. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic thing to kind of get into. Uh, I mean, and they have basically anything that you can think of under the sun. There's a lot of marketing material things in there that I'm going to be working through. Uh, yeah. And some, some uh, basically just sort of, there's a, like a six hour business running kind of like entrepreneurship crash course kind of thing that i'm really kind of excited to get into at some point yeah um because well actually i'll, I'll leave that next bit for later weeks we, we do have an announcement to make uh so i can't quite give all the details about it just now i'd rather kind of talk about it later mm-hmm. so i'm just sort of going to give you a teaser right here in the beginning i'm going to basically pull a stack like pancakes and say here's an announcement of an announcement uh, and so then it. you'll have to kind of keep your ears peeled for the rest of the episode for the rest of it. Yes. And my challenge for you listeners is to get through this bit right here. So along with this <laughs> teaser, we have a new enticing venture. So um, with any venture, obviously, you need to come up with a name, figure out what the company does, and then come up with the slogan, right? Right. So, Mr. Parker, I've sent you three pictures. 
Okay. And from these pictures, I was thinking we can come up with either come up with a name, come up with what or like what the company actually does or some kind of slogan. Right. Okay. So let's let's start off with what the company actually does, because I feel like that. Well, do you want to start off with like what the company actually does or what the come up with the name? Why don't we just try a name first before I see anything? Because you never know, like maybe the name will fully inspire things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, who knows? Maybe we'll f- maybe we'll flip that script in a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I got one. So think of a noun and I'll think of a verb. All right. I can do that. Okay. And on three, we'll say them together and combine them. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be the name of the business. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So one, two, three. Munch. Squad. Okay. So that was Munch Squad. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's try that again. So think of a noun and I'll think of an adjective. Okay, on three. Okay, so one, two, three. Buck. Okay, okay, so that's, Buck Wild. Alex, this is this is just all adjacent stuff. So yeah, this is but starting. Buck to, Wild isn't bad. It, it, I do use that phrase a lot, but it's starting to sound like a gimmick. So I mean, okay, there may be other ideas on coming up with a name. I'm not gonna veto Buck Wild immediately, though. Well, let's actually, just hold on to it. Yeah, yeah, let's hold on to it. Yeah, okay, let's hold on to it. All right, um, but why don't we, okay, maybe coming up with a name without any kind of prompting isn't going to work. Yeah. So you had, to, you had, you've sent me some pictures here. I yes. haven't opened them yet. Okay. But let, let's open these pictures and kind of maybe, I guess we can derive something from these. Yes. Whether oh. it's a name or the actual venture, maybe. Yes. So this first one I'm looking at. So this is an edited screenshot of traffic sign. Okay. And typically with like these kind of illuminated traffic signs, they have text in them. Now, this one has been edited to just have uh, just A's. So it's just like, ah, for the whole thing. Right. It's just screaming at you yes. intensely the entire time. Which is what everyone does in traffic anyway. So in a way, it's kind of like a traffic buddy. Right. Oh, traffic buddy. Traffic buddies. TM, 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 TM. TM, TM, TM. Um, now, here's my question. Is it just always yelling or maybe does it ever say, oh, Brenda, you're totally right. Michael was, you know, being a dick on that phone call. I think it'd be, or, I, I'd, I think it'd be at least I'd find it more entertaining if it was just like screaming okay. the, the whole time, regardless it, of the situation. It's never like, it's never like, hey, that Prius cut you off. What a jerk. Well, it just, well, I mean, you wouldn't be able to hear it because it'd just be kind of like you're passing and it's like, oh, and then you just keep going right i suppose i mean i was thinking i guess i was thinking if it was traffic you're kind of just sitting there that's true that's true but then i mean you know you but then i guess it's just having a conversation with you you know what i mean it's just like it's a just a text-based conversation one way one way conversation i guess so i guess maybe that doesn't yeah maybe just having something a, a traffic buddy that just screams with you the whole time yeah you scream into the void and the traffic screams back right yeah Okay, so okay. next picture. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that. We'll come back to it. Okay. We'll come back to Traffic Buddies. But in, in the meantime, TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. Okay, so with this next one, um, this is an edit of a Archie comic. Mm-hmm. So the title is, What the Fuck? You are large and pointing. And it is a man in a blue suit pointing at four small adults. And they are saying, what the fuck in unison? <laughs> And he is just saying, I am large. Yes. And uh, there is a red button that says he is pointing. Yes, there is. Should we put uh, links to these images? Uh, we can. I, yeah. I, I think we should. Okay. We, so, we should. Yeah. Um, I guess this is kind of like a hunting ash the Archies sort of. Right. Now, I will say to a certain extent, although Jughead is very frightened, Jughead is probably very excited because now burgers are like five times his size. Yeah, so could this be kind of a, to combat world hunger, instead of just like making more food, we just make people small so that there's just more food for smaller people. Right. Now, now who then makes the big food if we've, if we've all shrunk our, if we, if we all Rick Moranis ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, how do we, how do we get that large food? Well, it's kind of like a Matt Damon downsizing situation where not everyone is downsized. You know, it's mm. just people who sign up for it and then you get a stipend and then you just live the rest of your life small. Right. So yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. So, so 
I mean, I'm not really thinking about the socio-political economic effects of shrinking people, shrinking large amounts of people, but, you know, it could, it, it, it's a very big answer to probably, uh, to a problem that probably has a much better solution, but mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so here's okay. the last one. We can, we can figure those out uh, as we go if we need to. Yeah. So last one. Okay. So this is another, um, edited picture. So the, so it's a scene of a man in a cave and he is pointing a flashlight on what looks to be kind of like a monster of the week. Like it's like a big, like Yeti type of thing with a bat head. So mm-hmm. the title is what are you in big red text? You are a nonsense. And then there's, can a, it be milked? Yes. That, that That's the biggest question. And my biggest question for you, Colin is, can you milk a cryptid? Well, I'm assuming you could at least milk a chupacabra. I, I, you know, I don't know much about them, but I think I know enough that you could definitely get that chup milk if you really wanted it. Um, I, well, I think Sam Grezes might know because he's very into state. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, he would probably know. I, I, I would assume that we could contact the Reeds as well. Yeah. They would. I'm. Sh- I'm sure. No. I could actually probably, you know what, as we're saying this, I am going to text Jordan <laughs> Reed and I'm going to ask him, here we go. This is going to be live on television. Actually, I, might, do, I might send Sam a quick message. Sure. I'm going to do this by voice just so everyone can hear exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And here is my message to Mr. Sam. Hey, hey, Sam. Question for the podcast. Do you think cryptids can be milked? Thanks! Exclamation point. Send Jordan Reed a text. What do you want to say? Hey Jordan, comma, which cryptids can be milked? Question mark. Thanks. Ready to send it? There it goes. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to edit around that bit. It literally it said which cryptids can be milked, and then right before it asked <laughs> if I was ready to send it, it switched it over to which cryptids candy melt. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Siri. Cryptid candy melt. Okay. Well, so we'll get back to that Ooh, in a the sec. cryptid candy melt. Okay, now hold on a second, though. That sounds very tasty. So I feel like this could be a potential product from our, from a potential venture from this. So my idea is, I guess, is another way to combat world hunger. This is a very serious issue. And no, we're kind of being jerks and making light of it. Um, there is there's been some research into cryptids but there hasn't been there's been a lot of research into whether or not these things exist right right but right. there hasn't been enough research into how we can use these creatures for agricultural purposes mm-hmm. so what i'm thinking okay. is a department of the research of cryptids and other i'm trying to think of another word for it but yes right. At, like spooks and haunts and uh dockers wearers um can you milk a ghost oh my god ghost milk ghost milk. i don't know can you can you ghost nope no can you milk a ghost i almost said can you ghost a milk that's not that isn't anything um okay now okay i do like this idea right mm-hmm. real quick i want to derail the conversation for just like please five do. seconds please do um just because the whole candy melt thing did make me think of this the other day, I struggled with falling asleep uh, for about two to two and a half hours. I just right before I went to bed, I have no idea what prompted this. But all of a sudden, I realized like just to myself, you know, Charlie is the only person who made it out, out of the Willy Wonka factory alive. Yeah. As far as the kids go, like, you know, Willy Wonka straight up murdered four other kids. Well, you know, um, there there would be a... A veritable laundry list of OSHA violations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of things that, you know, Willy Wonka would have been shut down if OSHA had existed during that time frame. Uh, There's a lot of real kind of bullshit. And if you think about it, Charlie actually would have died, too, had, you know, Grandpa Joe or whatever his name is not started to burp. Yeah. um, And realized that by expelling gas, gross, uh, that, you know, they could basically save themselves because otherwise they would have been chopped up they would have been you know chop suey well here's another idea for you okay a company that builds well because of so in this fiction of course there is the candy manufacturers you know right Mm -hmm. they due to the various processes in making the various types of candy and making cryptid 
candy melts. They they tend to cut a lot of corners and they tend to make things very unsafe for their employees, right? Mm-hmm. Now, due to the sort of muckraker sort of kind of backlash against this, there have been, you know, there is the creation of the, well, I'm really d- digging into this fiction here. What I'm thinking is a company that designs safety equipment for these sort of massive, fantastical candy corporations. Okay. Just so they can stay within OSHA regulations. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Let's come back to that. We'll come back to that. We, we'll put a pin in that. If that's not this, if that's not a part of this venture, it can be a future venture. Yeah. TM, 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 TM on this TM, untitled TM, TM. thing. So then between these, well, so I guess going back to our original outline. So we had coming up with a name, what the company okay. does, and then a slogan. So, um, have we decided what we want this company to do? Okay. So I'm assuming, okay. I think I may have a sort of great idea for maybe a, almost like a merger mm-hmm. almost, right? Yeah. Now, maybe we'll, 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 we'll toy around with it, but I'm wondering if I, I think I have an idea here. Um, I think that what we should be doing is I do think that the cryptid idea, the kind of the, Cryptid research, like R&D on cryptids, yeah. will work. They probably could be helpful to the agriculture and also really just to kind of basically contributing to society as well, you know, because, look, let's go back to the chupacabra for a moment here. You know, it's fine if they want to be goat suckers, but yeah. the thing is, I mean, because that, that's what their name means, right? But the thing is, like, you don't just get to get these goats for free, you know what I mean? Of course. So maybe, maybe you know, uh, El Chupacabra, um, I don't know, maybe his name is Jonathan. Uh, maybe we slap some dockers on him, and maybe, you know, two times a week, he just works a quick shift over the Best Buy or something, you know, give him a little blue polo. So instead um, of um, farming these cryptids, you're think of, thinking of instead integrating them into society. Well, I mean, I think it kind of, I think it can maybe go both ways. Cause like, okay, well, oh, cause see, now this is tough because I do imagine that a chupacabra can be milked. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the ones that can be sort of farmed, um, but see, now this is tough because then where do you draw the line between what is a, basically an animal, right? And, you know, what is farmable and what has rights as basically as a person? Well, so maybe that's a tough line to cross there. I mean, I guess a chupacabra is not a person. Well, maybe in this fiction, we can just assume that all cryptids are animals in some way. Creatures. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess cryptids and creatures start with a C. So we'll, we'll maybe that's how we'll go about it so okay so maybe okay cross out the dockers idea though dockers you know we would still like you to somehow be a part of this well so what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. is uh, you had mentioned research and development so maybe if the research into how to utilize these cryptids and their byproducts there can be some sort of kind of like lockheed martin or north of grumman kind of name just to reinforce the point that it's like a big company they do a lot of r&d and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing um but with things like Northrop Grumman or Lockheed Martin, it's kind of like you're combining um, two names together, right? So mm-hmm. with like, well, so let's kind of dig into the anatomy of these names. So with Northrop and then Grumman. So I feel like these are very kind of, uh, I guess like proper, kind of like fancy sort of. Mm-hmm. Like last names, you would think like you would expect very, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to say expect very rich people to have, but like you typically don't hear those very often, right? Right. And then with like Lockheed Martin, kind of a similar thing. But then if, I guess if we dig into like the first names of both more, like say with Northrop and Lockheed, there's some kind of concept in the first name and then some kind of additional syllable to round it out, right? So with Northrop or Lockheed. So maybe we kind of latch onto that. So maybe our first name is some kind of concept. It could be any kind of random concept, but like a one syllable thing and then add a, right. add a syllable at the end. And then we pick some kind of fancy last name. Okay. So maybe the last name is one of the cryptid names. Okay. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm currently looking at a list of cryptids, right? You know, thank you, Wikipedia. And there are a whole bunch of really kind of great ones. I'm trying to see if there's anything that's um, 
Okay, okay. So maybe, right, maybe this is a little bit self-serving, but I live in Louisiana right now. So there is one called a garou, G-A-R-O-U. It is basically a Cajun werewolf. Yeah. Um, so maybe garou is the last name. So, um, okay. So then, okay, so then what's the concept that we want to put into this in the beginning? So I'm looking at this website called wordsmith.org. So it's a website that um, shows the origins of a lot of words that you typically don't see commonly. So like one word I'm looking at is um, snolligoster, right? So with snolligoster, like this is a word that means a shrewd, unprincipled person. And it comes from um, uncertain origin, but it comes from a mythical creature said to prey on poultry and children, possibly from Pennsylvania Dutch, from German, from the German word schnell, quick, geist, spirit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe. So what was your word? Uh, guru. Snolly guru. Snolly guru. What do you think? Yes. Snolly guru. Okay. And I think, okay, now here's the question. Is that just all one word or is it like snolly dash guru? You know what I mean? Like as if it's like a hyphenated name. Snolly. I think it could be two separate words. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that works, I think. Okay, so we have our name and we have our business. Right. Okay. So what we're really kind of really working towards here, right? I think what I think we're, we're getting at here, right? Uh, what our final, I think kind of basically business venture is, mm-hmm. is a cryptid R and D, uh, like branch of the government almost, but you know, this is a little bit more kind of privatized. They're more like a government contractor. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, like the kind of the government's like, look, we don't have time to do this. So like they sort of kind of have these, you know, secret contracts of, you know, for both defense and then also agricultural growth. Yeah. Um, uh, and so the company is basically looking into how can these different cryptids, whether in the U.S. or maybe even worldwide, yeah. can be brought in to sort of uh, fix sort of local environmental issues, um, perhaps help find a uh, answer to sort of some of the agricultural issues such as, you know, maybe... Maybe some fish are being overfished, so maybe we get something to kind of, you know, get rid of their predators or something. Yes, you know? or researching the effects of their byproducts and right. finding ways to apply them to- Like chupacabra milk. Yes, and finding ways to apply them to, whether it's more of like agriculture or like make maybe more scientific, maybe more medicinal or, you know, other reasons for that, right? Okay, so real quick, yeah. here's kind of, uh, I just kind of had this other thought. So I also would imagine- that you would have sort of a almost like a liaison, right? Someone who is neither really full on cryptid and neither full on human, right? To sort of kind of bridge these gaps and to sort of help facilitate some of these trickier things, right? Because yeah. you know, just like with you know food and uh, farming and everything like that, there should be regulations for the safety and health of these creatures. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe like ghosts you know, are our kind of go-to people to kind of go in between the two the two fields to kind of be basically be almost like the advocates for cryptids. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, you know, like a really nice Greg, you know, uh, comes in and goes, hey, you know, I'm here to talk about uh, the quarters that we have, you know, set up for uh, the Montauk monster. Um, yeah, the Montauk monster is really sort of, you know, kind of, feeling it's a little cramped uh could we maybe kind of get it a, a bigger room um <clears throat> you know mothman kind of lives a life of his own so maybe you kind of need someone to sort of kind of rein him in and sort of yes. be almost like a manager for him yes and finding a way to to utilize these crypts it's not not only find ways to have them contribute to society but also have them still retain their own freedom and their own identity as the cryptids that they are but we're just mm-hmm. really we just want to find more about these Dang old cryptids. Right. So. Right. I have a slogan. And, you know, oh, go ahead. here's uh, real quick before we get to that slogan, I am thinking real quick that a couple of these creatures, I've realized, you know, we were saying that all of them are creatures, mm-hmm. but I do think that someone like a vampire would be able to sort of also maybe be on our side of things because they are, they were originally humans. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just humans that are now basically 
an immortal undead. Um, so maybe they kind of work the night shift at some of these places. Because I'm sure there's a bunch of smart vampires. Like, I'm sure there are vampire scientists. Oh, Nosferatu? Vam- Come on. Vam science. Vam, vam, vamptist. Nope. Well, that's nothing. Close enough. But we'll, we'll figure it out. As a slogan for the company, I think it's pretty yes. obvious. Is it? I think it is. What's the slogan? Can it be milked? You know what? That's actually a fair point. Can it be milked? Um, yeah, no, I like that. Okay. So we have the company name, mm-hmm. which is Snolly Guru. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, uh, it, you know, is this basically this cryptid R and D company and its slogan is, can it be milked? Yes. Now to sort of pull this all in full circle, what I think we should do is, is figure out different people that we have spoken about mm-hmm. right um in different episodes and sort of what positions we think that they could sort of hold uh within this company to sort of basically facilitate its success and where it can go from there okay um can is this limited to just people that have already made it to the list or can this also be people that we've maybe had on as guests uh it could also be people that we've had on as guests okay. um you know, like if we really think that there's someone like if we I mean, we've only had two guests at this point. But, yeah. uh, you know, if we really think that Bill could really fit a specific role, then, I, you know, I don't see why not. OK, um, I will say what I my one, I think, real first kind of big, I think, almost clear one for me, at least, is the role of the CEO. So I'm going to kind of get this whole thing started. Yeah. Um, I know we make a lot of jokes about Santa Baby, this fake company that I created for Seth Prebatch, but I do think that, you know, he really does have a handle on all the different aspects of a business and sort of how to pull in these people together. And because he's also sort of into this idea of like the world is kind of a a gaming structure, Mm -hmm. I think that he's going to understand monsters and cryptids very well. Um, so that's my, that's my, that's my vote for CEO. Okay. I have um, a suggestion for PR. Okay. Ms. N- Natalie Lent Bruss, who saved the career of Mr. Pee Wee Herman. I mean, if she could save yes. Pee Wee's career, then she could save, you know, a cryptid research, a- an agricultural Absolutely. cryptid research facility. Okay. So for spokesperson for this company, like when, when I- inevitably, right? Like it's going to start off as sort of a secret, right? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But there, just like in any kind of basically like an X-Men movie, there's going to be a moment where something will happen and people are going to become painfully aware of this company's existence. Yeah. So you're going to need someone to sort of get out in front of it and just basically say, hey, you all love me and I think that these people are fine. Give them a chance. I think I really do think I'm going to go Carly Rae Jepsen on this one. You know what? Because I also think that she could easily pull out like a banger about like one of the cryptids like you know people are kind of like i don't know how i feel about this this seems very dangerous you know what and instead she comes out go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say she comes out like you know before she even speaks she comes out and she sings a song about mothman you know she sings a song about about, uh chupacabra milk right exactly um maybe her backup dancers are really just mermaids and tanks you know and it's like see we can be friends with these people so you know we're you know, or with these, you know, with these, with these, uh, well, cryptids. now we're blurring the line between are the cryptids, do we treat, are they functioning as animals or are they functioning as people? Well, look, if SeaWorld has shown us anything is that you can put a sea creature in a small tank and have it be entertainment. Yeah. So well, you could have mermaid backup dancers, I'm sure. We'll approach the ethics of this in a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> This is not this is not the ethics episode. This is just creating a business. So I also think that, you know, our David Edelman, you know, definitely created a lot of really great programs within the government and cer- certain um, kind of Internet protocols and everything like that. I think that he could easily be someone to sort of head up those functionalities mm-hmm. um, within um, within our company here, within Snolly Guru. Um I don't know. I mean, what are what are some other positions that maybe we could uh, put some people in? Oh, let's see. Well, we have CEO, we have PR, and we have spokesperson, right? And we have um, 
I don't really know what you would call the role necessarily that we're putting our David Edelman into, but I mean, he would definitely be some sort of, I guess, you know, almost for lack of a better term, cybersecurity sort of thing, yeah. you know, um, the kind of the head of that front just so they don't get hacked and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I guess if we were to pull from other people that we've discussed. Research, research. Miss Minia Huja with her research into hedge funds and finding a mm -hmm. universal spot to put all of this, you know, kind of insider information. In a way, we could also we could also benefit from her from that in the way of kind of bringing all of the this information about cryptids into one spot. You know, like whether mm -hmm. it's how to well, I mean, what are this, what are some of the kind of things we would need to look for in researching cryptids? You know what. What what would be like? What are their byproducts? What can their byproducts be used for? Um, what else? I mean, you know, again, that thing of uh, if there's sort of an overpopulation of something, and they can sort of help uh, facilitate sort of the uh, kind of putting the ecosystem back into its proper place. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that would work. Um, you know, I mean, there's, I, I really do think that cryptids have a lot that they can offer us mm -hmm. and i hope that there's a lot that we could offer them yeah. through this research and sort of kind of helping them understand their abilities and stuff like that um i also think that you know kind of based off what you just said that made me think of episode one right mm -hmm. uh and sarah austin mm -hmm. who uh was sort of this you know basically this big kind of like live streamer but also this sort of like tech industry uh, not mogul, but like she sort of like, I don't want to say break in because that sounds like she's a robber, but she sort of would kind of come into these tech parties and sort of make everything look flashy and, you know, kind of really did things up and made things really kind of spectacular yeah. and kind of got a buzz around it. So, you know, in the event that they really do need to market anything, you know, whether, uh, for example, like maybe we finally figure out some of these, these things, mm -hmm. um, we finally figure out uh the side of you know not to keep going back to milk but i mean it is sort of our slogan right yeah um you know we figure out milk from from these creatures and you know you want to start saying this is actually healthier than cow milk yeah um you know sort of thing and you know maybe you need someone to sort of market that uh product i think sarah austin would do a really great job at that certainly and crashing these cryptid parties right mm -hmm. exactly all right so i think that basically sums up everything we would need to start a business right I would I would say so. I mean, uh, there's always going to be other positions that we'll need to fill, but we can fill those at a later date. Um, again, you know, we just sort of need to kind of get the ball rolling here. I think a little bit. All right. So, uh, do you hear that? Uh, I think it's the call of a cryptid. Oh, man, I'm so glad that we got away from whatever that creature was that was making all that noise. I know. Um, so it's the Hi Moms. Uh, this is our ad section here. Uh, Alex, you know, what are, what are we talking about this week? So our first ad this week is for the Silver Screen Redemption. Basically, everything in Hollywood is a reboot or sequel these days, right? Wrong. Did you know that 39% of Hollywood movies are completely original? On the Silver Screen Redemption, we're trying to fix that. We take your favorite movies and come up with ridiculous sequels, prequels, and reboots, and mashups, and then let your suggestions, chosen at random, make them masterpieces and or blockbusters. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher every Wednesday. The Silver Screen Redemption, your source for unnecessary sequels. All right, and our next ad uh, is actually going to play us out of this section because it's pre-recorded, so that's going to be kind of a first for us that's uh, not something from the network. So uh, we'll see you guys all on the other side. Bye. We've all been there. Something annoys you. You shout about it. But people don't really listen. They don't seem to care. We're things wrong with things. And we do care. Come to us and we can help you with all your ranting and raving needs, giving you the closure you so sorely deserve. You can find us at wrongthing.net, at wrongthings on Twitter, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Things wrong with things. Because there are things wrong with things. So I feel, I feel like we're at a point where we could probably pull some lessons from this, right? Yeah, I would imagine so. I think that there's some stuff to be to be learned from this whole uh, process. So I guess one thing I've learned is that it's... 
it's difficult to integrate cryptids into society, whether that's through integrate well it, integrating them as a the perspective of a person or from the perspective of an animal, right? And you run into a lot of different ethical issues with that. And I think that's well, not I think that might be one of our f- more major issues. But I think on top of that, uh, something I've learned is that we just should make a business because I was terrible. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, that's the thing, though, right? Like, you know, we are two people who have kind of are part of a team that has started something, yeah. um, something larger than just us. Yeah. Um, so maybe it just turns out that uh, these aren't the sorts of things. These aren't the sorts of things or these aren't the. This isn't our area of expertise. Yeah. Um, real quick, speaking of expertise, I did finally get a response from Jordan Reed. Mm-hmm. He responded with, ha, ha, ha. I guess if they have nipples, they're ready and raring to be All milked. right. <laughs> um, so that is some actually quality information. Um, thank you so much, Jordan Reed, once again, for your expert Thank you, Mr. Expertise. Reed. Thank you, Mr. Reed. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, again, I think that we... Maybe this isn't exactly our best you know thing that we've ever worked on maybe this is i mean again i think this is kind of a learning experience remember seth prebatch's first you know major endeavor failed pretty drastically even though at one point was much larger than twitter and so there's things to be learned from and you know maybe we find out that cryptids really can't be farmed yeah um but the thing is is that as much as this is a kind of a goof em up moment you know this kind of fictional company the fact of the matter is, is that I think that we did learn a little bit more throughout the process is that even if something starts off as a joke, right, it is, it's harder, I think, than people think it is to sit down and say, okay, you know, I really want to create a business, yeah. right? Something that we had talked about in a previous episode was that usually the best things, uh, it was actually episode five, actually. I only remember this because it was a question Mm -hmm. um, that had been asked to us, right? So in episode five, we had talked about kind of, you know, what comes first within kind of creating something. Uh, And usually it's the idea of there is a hole in the marketplace. So right now there really isn't a hole in the marketplace for cryptid byproducts, Mm -hmm. right? So that would be kind of a a difficult thing, I think, to break out into because that would be something totally new and people would have no idea why they would need it. But if if there was some sort of, let's say, uh, food crisis, and I mean like much larger than what we have now, like if if beef was dying off, like if we just if our cows, you know, were just being kind of eaten at a rate that we couldn't keep up Mm -hmm. with, you know, logically. We would need to start finding certain um, alternatives, you know, and more than just veganism and vegetarianism, because really some people can't give that sort of stuff up, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, eating meat or drinking dairy or having dairy products, stuff like that. So, you know, this is, I think, kind of been eye opening in the sense that you, again, you know, as much as certain things can be jokes, you do sort of end up finding how hard it is to come up with a name to sort of figure out what is the issue that you're trying to solve, you know, because uh, we, we talked about what is the actual service, basically, that this company does. Yeah. We spend a lot of time on that part of it. And in, in all actuality, figuring out those sorts of things takes a while. It's taken us almost two full years to figure out exactly what the services and products and everything like that of the Scavengers Network is going to be and are currently, for the most part, you know, like we, we've had to take a lot of time and conversations to figure out what's next and what are we what are we going towards? Like, what what is this all moving forward to? Yeah. Um, and so this whole little uh, exercise that we've done, I think, has kind of helped us see that, you know, that it really is not something that you can figure out in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's something that takes a lot of time and uh, trials and errors yeah. and a lot of brainstorming. Yeah, definitely. I think another really cool thing that we learned from this um, is that we kind of, again, there were a couple jokes in this part, but we started to get a little bit more serious uh, on the topic of, well, who are people that we've spoken about before that can fill in some of the roles that are needed within a company like this, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was kind of fun because, you know, we're looking at people who have been 
successful in different fields um, that have gotten them recognition, but never really necessarily working together. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the biggest joke of them all was, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. Not that she's a joke, but I mean, you don't necessarily really truly need a spokesperson immediately out of the bat. Yeah. Um, with something like this, but I just really wanted to mention her, uh, in this episode, but you know, again, kind of the, uh, so like, for example, um, Miss Ahuja and Seth Prebatch, right. Mm-hmm. I think are two people who are pretty drastically different yeah. that you probably normally wouldn't see working together. But yet in this scenario, when we've talked about, well, who can we pull in to, to fill in these roles. Now there is a reason why they would need to yep. maybe, or Sarah Austin and, um, you know, our David Edelman, like how the two of them sort of would interact and how the two of them would be in the same company, even though on any other day, they would probably never be, you yep. know? Uh, and I think that that is something that is interesting to look at, you know, that people who are totally different and have totally different things to offer and different fields and all these other things, all these different components to them, they can come together to make something that is, that could actually connect them and make it into something big, I think. Of course. Well, and I think maybe a, uh, this is separate from your point, but I guess to kind of part the curtain. So as we were kind of working through this bit, we had to discuss. So we we had to do a couple, um, not necessarily re-recordings, but kind of like just like restarting the initial idea, just because we we ran to a point where we were wondering, like, is this? It, I, I guess like with figuring out like what kind of business you want to do, but like say with like a podcast, like what is the kind of podcast you want to have? What's the tone? What's the message? And we had mm-hmm. some conflict with like is this the kind of goof that we want to go for? Cause we haven't really had this like kind of a, a bit like that before. So it, right. I guess in any kind of organ, in any kind of group, whether it's like a business or anything like that, like, I mean, conversation is really the best thing. Cause like we could have very well gotten through the whole thing and then just decided, well, you know what? That kind of didn't work. So. Right. Yeah. We did, we did have a moment in, um, actually it was basically like only a few minutes yeah. in really on our first attempt and we had to kind of stop for a moment and say, okay, where do we actually want this to go? Um, obviously, we want to sort of play this out and sort of have almost like jokes. Uh, that's probably not the best way of looking at it. But I mean, we want to have uh, moments to kind of just let it happen naturally. Yeah. But we also had to know what are our boundaries because – as much as we can sometimes make jokes in this show, mm-hmm. this show isn't a comedy show, you know, it's, uh, so it's, it's, or at least it's not comedy isn't the first aspect yeah. of it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a thing of where do we, what line are we walking and what is the reason that we're doing yeah. it to kind of part, uh, part the curtain a little bit more. Uh, the main reason that we did this thing today was that we initially had a totally different idea for episode 10. Uh, and it just ended up not working out. Just the timing wasn't right. Uh, we didn't have someone, I guess, kind of lined up to help out with a guest bit that we were going to work on. Yeah. It just, it was a thing of, um, it wasn't that we were unprepared. It was just more of that. It was just bad timing. Mm-hmm. It happened sort of at the worst moment that's that basically simultaneously different aspects didn't line up. And then we just didn't have enough time to do. An, you know, the normal amount of research that we do, and that would not be helpful to any of the people that we would have spoken about. Um, and the other thing is, is that as much as we enjoy talking about the careers of other people and people that we follow or people that we have found on these lists that are interesting and noteworthy, I mean, obviously they're all noteworthy, but the thing is that a whole bunch of this is also supposed to be about us figuring out our way, fi- us finding our way into the uh the the world in a place where we can leave our marks right how are we going to be even if we don't become 30 under 30s how are we going to change something for somebody so sometimes just sort of having a moment where you say okay we got to come up with something because we can't not deliver something uh and then we come up with something that you know may not be something that we could do every week but it was something that was fun to me Definitely. you know was uh you know having some moments where we could just sort of talk about business but not as in a serious tone as we normally do yeah, just, just to sort of change things up a little yeah, bit yeah and i feel like it 
It's good to change things like that because so when I was I spoke with Sam uh, the other day and I had this moment where I was like, well, you know, it's I, I it's it's very easy for me to get self-conscious about like say if I have like an observation because like I always feel like, well, that's just really obvious. And he's like, well, you know, welcome to the life of a podcaster. So, right. So this ending is probably it almost seems almost like it's derailing. But at the same time, I think it's it's not because I think that this is such an important thing because whether you're a seasonal seasonal seasoned there we go whether you're a seasoned podcasting pro yeah. or people who are just sort of starting off there's always i mean the the big thing about creators is there's always going to be this sense of will they like yeah. it uh is this is this is this something yeah. right is this going to be anything yeah. and at the end of the day you know we obviously love every single person who listens to this and every new person who comes in having never heard of us even, you know, people who aren't necessarily listening to it just because we're on yeah. it. And, you know, we're always very appreciative of that. But at the end of the day, the the bit, the most important thing is that Alex and I are having fun. Yeah. And this was very fun. And, uh, you know, I don't think we've had a single bad episode. I think we've definitely had some episodes where we were feeling things out and trying to find what the format mm-hmm. is. And again, this was sort of a feeling something out. This isn't going to be what we do every week, but every now and then it might be fun to just sort of say, you know what, let's put all the serious stuff aside for a little bit and let's just sort of, uh, let's just sort of have some fun today. You know, let's all have some, have some good time in the space. Right. And, uh, I think that that's important too, because sometimes you just sort of need to take a step back and enjoy life for a little bit, uh, without being so serious all Mm -hmm. the time. Uh, so I guess this is basically going to be sort of the ending here uh, before we kind of get into our outro stuff. Uh, I would like to say, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, please reach out to us or even email us at scavengers network at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell us what you've learned so far from the podcast, not just today's episode, but just in general. And, uh, if there's any lessons that maybe we've missed, that we you know didn't consider, or if there's anything that you think, um, hey, you know, if you want to do more fake businesses, next time you should also incorporate blank, and you know that could totally change the game for yeah, us. Yeah, and we'll you know? be happy to incorporate that on the show as well. Absolutely, and of course, we will always uh, mention where those suggestions come from. Of course. So. Uh, Alex, what are you going to work on between this episode and the next one? Well, between this episode and the next one, uh, what am I going to work on? Well, continuing through the Linda courses, really just trying to finish with the mix engineer path. Um, also working on video editing. Actually, today I have a first episode in um, series on a game called Hyperlight Drifter. We're going to be bringing back single player Sunday, seeing where that goes. Um, also just practicing, preparing, teaching stuff. And just going from there. How about you? So uh, this week, I've got kind of a few things to work on. Uh, I know that we sort of teased this a little bit. This is not the teaser from earlier. I apologize. But basically, I went into a a meeting this week about a property that we're going to be adding to our network. Mm -hmm. And we're like unbelievably close to nailing out every last detail. And so something that this week is going to be doing is figuring out those final steps of things that we need to do to sort of kind of get this facilitated and happening. Uh, The one thing that I can basically say about it is that this is a property that has existed before uh, in a totally different format. And basically the it's um, Loyola university of new Orleans is entrusting us with this huge undertaking, basically of taking this former format and turning it into an audio podcast and turning it into something that can be used to market the school, but also they're allowing it to be on our network and they're allowing it to be something that we, uh, you know, we actually already have some sponsors kind of lined up, probably not for the first couple of episodes. Yeah. It's probably going to take a little bit of time to kind of get some of this paperwork and stuff mm-hmm. filled out, but we're going to actually start having some sponsored shows That's here, awesome. you know, in a little bit. And it's a, it's a really big thing. And it's, it's, uh, again, it all comes from sometimes learning from past mistakes. You know, I haven't always been great at asking mm-hmm. for help, but by asking for help and saying that there was something that was happening in my education that I really didn't 
agree with. There was something that was happening where I just said, this is not the project for me. And they said, well, what would be a good project for Mm -hmm. you? And I brought this forward and they liked it to begin with. But when I brought everything that I had so far forward, they were like kind of floored. They didn't realize how big this could actually be. And so they're, 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 I mean, they're very excited now because I've brought something forward and said, Hey, you have something that you're sitting on that you don't even realize what you have. Well, I'm excited too. And yeah, and it's not even something that I think they even begin to know how to do. And this is something that obviously you and I now know how to yeah. do. Um, so it's it's very it's very fun. It is. Um, the other thing that I'm going to be working on is is I've actually started to edit podcasts for other people, um, and I've you know been uh, paid for them. Awesome. And so that's kind of fun, which is great because I have a work study that doesn't really pay yeah. much. So this is just something to sort of help pay for my mm-hmm. food that I eat every yeah. month, so that I can afford to live. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to be working on is the last thing I'm going to be working on is, uh, you know, I, I've already mentioned the lynda.com stuff, so I'm not really counting that as my last thing to, to be working on this week. The last thing I'm working on is something that this is the thing that I was telling you to kind of keep your ear out for the day after this episode airs, there's going to be a pretty big announcement coming towards you. Uh, I don't know if I'll put anything out on the feed here maybe i will just like a very quick one minute hey here's the information Mm -hmm. uh but otherwise you can find it on twitter on our facebook on my twitter uh i mean it's gonna be anywhere that i can post it uh we have something really really big coming on this wednesday february 28th 2018 it's gonna be a day to remember i think so so i think so yeah i think it's i think it's gonna be awesome uh, with that all being said, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it at for this week. Yeah, me too. So please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Culture Shock. Uh, Mr. Colin Parker actually did an interview with Kevin Gorin of Stacked Like Pancakes, so you might want to go check that out. Right. Or if you're if you're looking for more podcasts, try out our other great shows in the network, like State Your Case. Oh, God, I love State Your Case. Uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. I the day before we recorded this, I recorded the next Bad Pen Pal with... Um, with Holly Chatfield Flanagan, mm-hmm. and we spoke in depth about State Your Case uh, oh, awesome. for a little bit, because we've both been on that show. It's a, it's such a fun show. Sam, yeah. keep up the good work. Oh, yeah. Um, so you can find the video series Culture Shock or, or the other ones, like you know uh, Single Player Sunday that Alex mentioned earlier on our YouTube channel, uh, and any of our other podcasts, you can find those wherever you choose to listen to your podcast. Yeah. Now, if you want to find me, you'll find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. You can also find me on Twitter at a T A Y L zero a tailed zero or French at music. And you can find both of us at scavengers net. Our next episode will be coming to you on March 13th. And like I said, a few minutes ago in the meantime, keep your eyes and ears peeled on the day after this episode airs February 28th. Something big is coming your way, everyone. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. Once again, I'm Colin Parker. I'm Alex Taylor. And I'll see you in my dreams. And I'll see you on the Forbes. (laughs) 